Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Do it live. Wired Access. We'll do it live. Wired Access. Welcome to another Wired Access podcast. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. And to my left, I have 2025. Going to be graduating from Papillion La Vista. The Monarchs. And we'll be attending Nebraska, be a Cornhusker for the baseball team. Brett Holscher and his dad, who actually coaches the softball team for the Papillion Monarchs as well. Clint Holscher, welcome, fellas, to the show. I appreciate you coming out. A lot of good things going on when it comes to baseball. And if you think of the 2024 and 2025 class, whether it's Omaha, Creighton, we had uh, Connor Capici on last week, who's from Gross going to Creighton. And then we had before that, we had um, Nick Riggs, who's going to UNO. And now we get to talk a little bit of Lincoln baseball. So we're going around the area. Obviously, your baseball career started, but it also started with multi-sport athlete. When you think back to when you first started sports, what grew your love to each sport to continue to play as long as you did? Um, I don't really know. Just probably just loving the game as much as I do, you know. And did your siblings? Because you have three older sisters who kind of push the family. Does that kind of drive you to want to play the sports more? Oh yeah, for sure. They they keep me competitive all the time. And when you think of your younger age and you think of between baseball, football, and basketball, what was your early love in sports? Definitely baseball. It's always been my passion. And what drew you to that first? What was your, like, what's the fondest thing that you remember? Was it like going out with dad? Was it a player that made you really gravitate? What what brought you to baseball? Definitely just going out with my dad, you know, going to the park or the facility anytime we could and just working hard at it. So, of course, Clint, you know, hearing this from your own son, it's always hard because everybody is so humble that I always bring on the show. It's not about them. It's not about it's about the experiences. And obviously, it's not easy for a dad of four kids with sports. What does this mean for you to even just hear him just even talk? What are some things you remember when he started baseball? Well, I just remember that Brett always loved sports. I mean, he loved baseball. Obviously, that was his passion. But he, when he started football for a while, he loved that, along with basketball. And being around great families like your family and the others, um, it's been just a blessing, you know. So he got to be around great kids that had a lot of the same desires, same focuses of wanting to play sports. So um, that's been a great part of it. But seeing him grow and uh, get better and have the passion to work more on his own and do those things, but getting to be out there to, to work with him was great too. But now you can see the desire that he'll go on his own or meet up with buddies and do a lot out at wired training or on the field or wherever. So it's been awesome. Well, and it's perfect that you brought this up. We have a quick little interview from his coach who has coached him since nine U baseball for the storm chasers. We have TJ McDougal. He's going to talk a little bit about the boys and the extra work that they do and what it was to coach Brett Holscher. So my name's uh, TJ McDougal, and uh, I started coaching Brett at nine years old with uh, Papillion Storm Chasers organization. Brett's a competitor. Um, when he was younger, sometimes that that got in the way of his success. Uh, but I think watching him this year as a high school athlete, watching him work and put in the work in the offseason, seeing him take that competitiveness to the next level and make it more an attribute and I think right now that's that's probably the thing that's going to separate him from a lot of guys. A lot of guys are competitors. A lot of guys want it. 
he's starting to put it together at the right time. And with his natural talent, it's just he's jumping off the page as, a, as an athlete and especially on the mound. I think the, the most rewarding thing to me has been seeing them work together still. So Brett's a monarch. My son's a titan. Um, they've had guys that played with them that have been junior Jays, Thunderbirds. Um, they've had guys go to different organizations growing up, yet they still get together. They're at, at the Wired Training Center and all offseason putting in one, two, three, four hours a night hitting, throwing, lifting, above and beyond what they do at their school. So seeing people like Brett thrive in that and seeing the other athletes that kind of grew up together push each other it's it, it's 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 rewarding it's kind of like sitting back as like almost like a dad and the dad to one of them but a dad and just looking back and going this is really cool to watch and seeing that competitive nature thrive and you know they they work together but they compete all right so tj talked about you guys getting together beyond the high school you're a monarch you got Kendall's a Titan. You got uh, you got Grant's a Titan. You got uh, Blue Jays. You have Bellevue West kids. But you guys still come together to those wire training. What has that organization meant to you? And and what does it mean to still be able to have that relationship with people you have played with for so long, and not be where it's like a a hate relationship? Definitely meant a lot. You know, just still get to go train with my buds. Uh, always trained with since I was, I don't even know, eight years old. It's just definitely a blessing that I can still do what I love with them. And when you get to do these things at the wire training, what is that facility like for you? What experiences do you get to do? What are some of the things and benefits that you've kind of found in a facility like that? Um, It's great. Definitely helped me grow my uh, pitching where, where it was and to it is now. And like all the stuff they have there is just great. Well, and, and I think for you, you know, one connection that I've always had with Brett, he's, he was a part of my son's team for the longest, is we shared a birthday. So I always remembered when his birthday was, and he was always a competitor. But seeing you grow from where you were, you know, there's still fire that is still coming. I, I still don't think we've even reached close to the peak. What is your goal for your your next year for high school? Because you still got a, two years of baseball. You've obviously seen Papillion uh, Monarchs grow this year. They've been a different team than what you've seen last year. What is it going to be for the next two years as you finish up your high school career? Just trying to get as close to a state championship or win one with with our team. You know, We fight hard, and we're just trying to build our program up to be the best. Now, when you see some of the kids do multi-sport, you went from multi-sport to a single sport. What made you choose that type of an adjustment for yourself? What worked for Brett? that might not work for those who need multi-sports? Um, just my dedication and passion to baseball. Just It's one of the sports I've loved for so long, and I just want to play it for as long as I can. Now, Clint, you've always been, do what you guys want to do. We want to support whatever you do. When you see your kids go from multi-sport and kind of start honing in more, you're a guy who also wouldn't mind multi-sport athletes on the softball side. How do you still accept that that's good for him to do if that's a decision they make, but also be kind of hesitant on it? Yeah, we. I was a little hesitant. Brett would tell you that. Um, 
it was tough to see because he was a good football player and good athlete in other areas too. But you could just see as we talked more and more and just having conversations with him and him opening up that this, his passion just lied in baseball and that's what he wanted to do. So he wanted to really focus in on that. And we're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to run with it then. But yeah, we do appreciate multi-sport athletes and he did it for a long time through his freshman year, but this is where, he crossed that road where he wanted to do this, you know, and so we we supported that, my wife Jenny and I, and so um, we came to that, and then it came to he wanted to play with Nebraska prospects in the fall, and we did that, and that was a good thing for him being around other like-minded kids too in that arena, and so his passion just took off. So like when you said kids from other areas, he's made friends with kids out in Elkhorn, Millard, Bellevue, Papillion. Some people from Lincoln travel for that yeah. prospects, right? Like they're they're yeah. not for sure from this area, right? And when you think of the difference of a select baseball and you go to a prospects, some people question money. We're a family of, of six. Money doesn't grow on trees. But to make that jump to that passion, it had to come with a little backing. What was some of the biggest things that you guys felt the prospects added to not just your learning, but to your growth as a player? And then as a father, what support did they give you? Because not all organizations are easy to work with, especially when you're like, okay, this is a big chunk. Where's How's this all going to work? So for you, what's the developing part, you think? Um, the coaching. The coaching's great there, and they get you around college coaches, and you play good competition every week. Okay. And when you think of that competition every week, where's maybe one of your favorite places that you remember playing with the prospects that you might not have had that experience? Because, I mean, you guys have had experiences. You guys, didn't you do uh, uh, Cooperstown? Did you ever get to do Cooperstown? Didn't? Yeah, I didn't get to do that with Kendall either, but I knew that there were some teams that did, so I didn't know if it was yours. So, I mean, what what did the prospects bring, and where did they take you? Um, Pretty much all around the Midwest, you know, Creekside and Kansas City, Iowa, all that. But I think my favorite place was definitely Creekside. Okay. The competition there was good, and we played good there. Now, our, our, obviously the name prospects – what did it do for you guys to back up their, the money part of it to feel that you're getting your money's worth as a father? What, what did you feel from the organization? Well, one, they had great interest in every kid. So they were willing to help improve every kid out there, and it was great to see that. And then the amount of practice time, how it was designed and how they did things, you know, for a fall for a fall session was awesome. Um, he had plenty of opportunities to not only pitch but to hit work on fundamentals of the game. They practice a couple of times a week. They had multiple coaches there. So there was like five, six coaches and they really ran a very organized practice with guys that were passionate about baseball and passionate about kids. So I thought that was one of the biggest things with that too. And we get that from our high school too. But to go in the fall when you're not playing multi-sports anymore, <laughs> yeah. you don't know. You didn't know what we were walking into. We'd heard a lot of good things, but that was just an awesome. I know awesome. fall ball for me, the level does matter. Like, I mean, I've, been to where kids want to play ball all year round what did you feel was the difference maker in this pbr obviously you have or the prospects obviously you have everything around it with people that are like-minded like yourself but they're still looking for that rep to take from you was there anything that you felt comfortable with with the team you had um yeah just all the guys on the team were great and they'll they'll push you to be your best every day you know and then when it came to you getting this idea, you wanted to play for Nebraska. How did all that come to with the experiences you've had, with the people you've been around? Oh, man, sorry, my allergies are getting me. 
<laughs> but go ahead. How do you, how did the, just being around some of those people really hone you into who you are today and, and, and help you with that recruiting idea? Um, just them pushing me to be the best I can be every day. And, and you obviously saw Nebraska has some good things working for them. Was there any other colleges that ever interest you or was it just, this is where I want to go and this is who I want to be? I mean, yeah, there was a couple other ones, but Nebraska has always been home and it's always been a dream to go play. Now, of course, Clint D1 college for, for your son is a big step. It's, it's taking what he's already learned, taking what do you think is going to be his next big jump that he has to do in these next two years to prepare him for this? Is there stuff that you guys might have to do outside of the high school? Obviously, he's doing some on his own with Wired. What's some things that they've – is there guidance from even the college coaches saying, hey, let's start working this? Well, you know, being a sophomore only, not a junior yet, so the recruiting things, they have not really had conversations, so to speak, as far as like them, them reaching out to us. They can't do that. But it was one of those deals where you lined up with our coach and then we made phone calls to them. Um, we haven't had that conversation yet with Nebraska, so to speak, but we know things that Brett needs to do. So – uh, we're obviously going to get him involved in some more weight training because he's got such a long, tall frame. We're going to keep adding muscle to him. Um, obviously, every pitcher wants to throw a little bit harder with velocity, but I think the big thing is he's got good velocity right now that I can tell. And that just improve, keep improving off-speed pitches, keep improving location, you know, keep having that that preparation for those games and that that at that off season to keep grinding. I think that's what he's he'll keep doing, and I think that's what he's obviously got to do. And, and Brett, when you think of yourself, everything that I can always remember is you're a silent competitor. You have it, but it isn't like so if, if they don't know you, they don't know you have it. How does that help you? But how does that also sometimes maybe not bring the energy to your to your your team? Uh, it just helps me. You know, I'll, I'll have my mind right. I'll be I'll be locked. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I always bring energy to my teammates. I'm, I'm not really that quiet anymore. I mean, I'm kind of out there now. Hey, and, and it's getting that comfortability is what it's about. What do you think changed in your mind to make you want to be a little more of the vocal type? Was there something maybe just seeing what you're dealing with as far as you have a lot of underclassmen that are starting to have to perform and you're going up against teams that have seniors, you know, or, or else juniors compared to might not even have underclassmen. So is it situations like that or what kind of flip for Kind of just got. I feel like I just got a, a more competitive. You know, just wanted to get that win for my guys and just pitch the best I can on the mound. And when you think of your confidence, how has that changed and grown in these past couple of years? What are some things that you've? Obviously, the height has grown. Dad's correct on the size. You'll get the size to match the height. What's some of the things that has helped your confidence? Just believe in myself. You know, you're not gonna be the best every day, but just believe in yourself and know you got the stuff and just go out there and do the best you can. And when you think of, of the high school years that you're going through, obviously down with two people say it goes so fast when you're so competitive and you're so into baseball, how has the past two years been for you? Has it been a blur? Has it been what everybody's talked about? Or has it been something that you've been able to get the most out of both years when it comes to your baseball? It's definitely flown, flown by, but I think I've got the most out of it. And Clint, when you think of some of the things that your son kind of dedicates himself to the sport of baseball and to his teammates and to the extra working, what does this show that you've 
obviously instilled some of the right things and and how does it make you feel because obviously as a father not all kid wants to go and do that extra they they don't feed for that but obviously he's seen it from you he's seen it from mom and those things feed into him and now it's it's starting to grow because before it wasn't this easy to get him to want to go what is it what does that mean as a father well, it means a lot. It's it's nice to see that he's having success and being noticed and that, you know, he's had a really good high school off start with Coach McCabe at Monarch High, but he's had some other people that helped instill that too along the way, you know, such as like you brought up Coach McDougal and the Storm Chasers with Christian Sterling and Scott Povich. And then I think a lot about like Mike Silman has worked with Brett a lot and dynamic velocity in the off season, and then obviously wired with Brian and those guys and being around like-minded people. He got to be around some really good players. I mean, he's, he's throwing to been around those guys and seeing – Connor Capisi, he's seen Bargo, he's seen those guys. So there's been a, it's been a, a, a village kind of helping yeah, doing that, yeah. you know, whole thing, keeping him going there on that end of things. But it makes you really, really proud. Sometimes I just, I kind of look back and just have to reflect because I'm going, man, this was a little kid, little lefty out there throwing <laughs> the ball to me. And now, now I wouldn't dare play catch with him. It moves too much for my old eyesight. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and that was the thing. I mean, I, I've watched, you know, Kendall had to catch him. He had to catch Riggs and, and caught catcher's thumb real easy because of the, like, people don't understand how young these kids were with the velocity. Obviously, the the getting the ball where they wanted that grew through time, but just the velocity that they've grown. What has been your biggest thing that you saw grow this last year in your pitching style? Um, Definitely my velocity and my off speed. I developed them all winter, and they're they're working good for me now. And when you're thinking of this, you're obviously having a pregame sometimes with kids. You got to be good at all the pitches. What's your favorite and what's your least favorite? Uh, I like throwing my fastball and slider a lot, but curveball is probably my least favorite. Is, is, it, is it just because the weird awkwardness of it or what, what makes the curveball one that you just don't like? I just can't get it down to like fully like I'll throw it good for one pitch and then next one's 40 feet in front of the, in front of the plate. Well, I, I mean, I don't know why, but I think I think that's something dad most definitely knows how to find the right ways to work for that. What is the main goal that you see uh, coming in your junior year um, that the Monarchs are going to uh, be a team to reckon with? And what's what's some of the things that you think that hopefully your teammates will gather on and grab on to uh, make you guys a better team next year? Definitely just buying in and just trying to chase the state championship as far as we can. And when you think of the state championship, obviously that's a goal. What's the furthest you guys have been in the longest? Because it's been a while since the Monarchs baseball has been has had a good run. You've had some good players come up. Don't get me wrong, but to make a good run, what what do you think? Because uh, obviously everybody wants a championship, but what's the furthest that you you think you guys can make it? Um, I think we can definitely win a district championship this year and just keep progressing through the years. Yeah, I think sometimes when you look at the growth, the big goal is awesome. But if you set little goals that you can accomplish and can actually see, it helps feed into what and who your team's going to be. Obviously, you have to make some sacrifices. People don't understand to be an athlete, to go to the next level. You got to make sacrifices. What do you think is some of the sacrifices that you are regret or that you're kind of like, man, I wish I did it? but you know it was for the good of who you are. I, mean, I don't really regret anything. You know, I sacrificed a lot of time and put a lot of work into baseball. I could be out there with my friends, but instead I'm in the facility working hard and training. 
And when you're talking about the facility, obviously it's open anytime you swipe that key. How does that feeling as a player to you make you feel a little better to know that, yeah, I could swipe it at any time, but I still have to be there to be that time? It's it's great because, you know, I can go in at any time. Like, I don't have no excuse. Like, I can be there anytime I want, any time of day. 5 a.m., 10 p.m., can't sleep. What is the thing from this summer that is going to catapult you to a better spring this next year? Um, we definitely just came together more as a team, just bought in more and started winning a lot more games. And when you look at the players that are coming through, obviously there's a lot of incoming freshmen, new kids. You still have the 2024 class that that obviously some of those kids are still around. What do you think is your best addition that's coming in as far as the team effort? And what do you think is going to be the hardest thing to work on as a team? Um, best thing coming in is probably just like our confidence is getting better, but we really need to work on everything, everybody buying in and wanting to be there and just wanting to win. And of course, Clint, you got a softball season coming up. How, how do you still find the time to obviously mix softball? Cause I think you also do the travel ball in the summer. How are you still able to find time to catch some of these, these games? Is it the technology more than anything? Because, you know, like people don't understand in summer ball, whether it's baseball, basketball, whatever, seven on seven, it's not where parents go to everything and anything. Like, I wish we could. We wish we could. What's uh, some of the things when you when you look at that as you're finishing your softball career? Yeah, I know it's one of those deals that we've we're two parents raising four kids just like you guys. So Jenny and I split that up quite a bit and she goes to a lot of baseball. Um, maybe on a weekend when I cannot. And then I make a lot of the weekday games and I make some of the weekends, you know, softball. I have a little more control of the schedule in the summertime. <laughs> so um, with that, you know, I try to make sure we're on the road for two weeks and off for a week or whatever, those things. So we can try to work around some of that, but not always. So there's moments when obviously we, we split up and do that and just, you know, divide and conquer. Um, but technology is a big part of it, obviously, you know, following Game Changer or if you can catch the video. Because the new Game Changer has video, right, for the most part? Right, right. If someone sets it up. We haven't used it yeah. since that part of it. But I think a lot more people have that option. Now, of course, you're seeing him grow as a pitcher. You're seeing him grow as a young man. But when it comes to his schooling part, how does that all coincide? And what's some of the things that you feel is a strength for him? And what's some things as a father you feel he can pick up to make sure that obviously going to UNL, it's going to be a big, it's it's not just going to play baseball. Yeah. I think academically he's doing fine. I think you just keep maturing, you know, so you want to make sure that you are you know, putting in the time more on that end of things, understanding where you want to be as a student, you know, um, that's, that's always a tricky age, sophomore year, you know, so they're working through a few things, but I think the maturity keeps coming along and the, and the academics keep getting better and better, but he's done just fine. But we want to keep working on those things, obviously, because as you and I know, the next level requires that you're doing a lot of that on your own and kids got to grow and mature into that. At, uh, all kids do. So that's a good thing. But yeah, he's doing pretty decent. So, and when you say the next level, obviously there's a little more additions. Have you added any watching game film or anything when it comes to baseball? It's not like basketball and football where, I mean, shoot for football. We've been watching it since six, six years old. I don't know why, but we have like, it's going to make this big difference. And these kids are so consistent that they're going to do the same technique. But for baseball, as you do grow, 
that's part of your new regime. What do you think about that? And and it, has that been something where you've kind of watched a little bit? I mean, I don't really have a lot of access to a lot of baseball film. There's not a lot of out there, but it definitely will be once I get to the next level. You know, there's a lot more videos of guys and you can just see what their weakness are at the play and just attack them that way. Now, when you think of what the Huskers are going to get, what's your biggest thing that you're looking to provide for the state and bring continued growth in the Bolt era? Hopefully, right? That's what we always hope. We never hope for new coaches because that just throws a rim in it. But what's your biggest thing and attribute that you think you'll bring to the team? Definitely just my pitching and my, my attitude towards the game. Just try to lead the team the best I can and do the best I can wherever I am. And when you look at some of the kids around your age, even younger, obviously I've, I've interviewed both the Fountain brothers who committed at a young age, eighth grade. Um, you're making a decision, 10th grade, like dad said, you know, finishing up 10th grade year. What makes the difference this early compared to waiting to see what the offers come? from the hard work that you put out because I say that because the last interview we interviewed Connor 10th grade went in that, that, that summer, not a single soul talked to him. And he even went to some of these big viewings where a lot of coaches and they see coaches talk, not a single soul. And then all of a sudden, two years later, now he has a chance to possibly be drafted. You see what I'm saying? What makes it better to decide early and what, what's something that holds you from waiting until your senior year? Deciding really just kind of just gets like it over with and like Nebraska's always been like my dream school, but definitely waiting later, more offers probably come in and probably have more schools to choose from. But I think I'm in a good spot where I am now. And Clint, for yourself going through this as a father, you've done it with your daughters uh, when it comes to softball. What's been some of the similarity thoughts as a father of him committing early and what's been some things of going, man, is there something, is is it because of his passion? What, you know, how does the parent side of this go? Well, on the parent side of it, I think you're looking at kids got to go where they want to be, where they're going to be happy and where they're really wanted. And every school one of my kids has gone to, they really wanted them. You know, that's always what I've told kids all my years of coaching is that if, if some place really wants you, that's probably the place you need to be. Um, so I think he's found that at, with Nebraska and those guys, the coaches have been terrific when he's had opportunities to talk with them and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just, that's kind of been our philosophy at our house, you know, just do that. And if, if they really want you and you're going to be happy there, then let's go for it. Well, I do greatly appreciate your guys' time. I appreciate your story. I promise we're going to be watching from afar. The best thing that I loved is I've known you f since you're eight, nine years old. Your growth as a person obviously has has made waves. It's made a uh, you know where people are seeing it happen. What do you attribute your number one growth to? Is it your hard work? Is it the support from family? Is it the dedication to where you want to be? Um, I think all three, you know, support for family is great. And like just working hard and having the dedication, like you want to be like those guys you see on TV every day. And when you think of those guys on the TV, what's some names that help push you to work harder to be like them? What's some people, whether it's MLB, whether it's kids. I mean, to me, I think it's cool to see like Cade Povich going through his route, but then you have other kids that go direct um, you know, direct where they don't have to go the the double A, triple A. So like seeing these people from Omaha, uh, like Darren Ruff, Darren Ruff went right to the angel. He didn't have to do this, the slow roll. Like, so who's, who's the guy that you look up to? Definitely like Clint Kershaw. I look up to that guy a lot. Yeah. 
And and so then when you think of an attribute that he has and that you look up to, what's the number one thing you want from him to to be on that mound? Just uh, have the heart he does. He goes out there and just competes every day as hard as you can. Well, he said it all. He said it here. He wants the heart of good old Kershaw, one of the top pitchers in the MLB. You know what? We're going to do something a little different on this one. We just got done talking to father and son. How about we take it to the father's side and get a little bit more in depth with how it is being a coach and a father? Check this out. I have Papillion La Vista Monarch softball coach, Clint Holscher. Clint, welcome to the show. I wanted to bring you on because of a father aspect. I've, I've done a lot of uh, players. I've done coaches. I've done trainers. I've done, you know, anything of that sort. But to take it to a father level for you, to me, means a lot. One, our sons play baseball together. We're always good for back and forth to know that if I wasn't there, you're watching my son, you're get, you're you're prepping him and you're telling him good things and you know, when your son was up there pitching and you're sitting way on the far side, I'm yelling, you know, some of the things to keep their minds right. But when you think back to when you first started your your growth as a family and you, you started having kids, was this ever what you thought it would be this this far down the road? It's not really what I ever thought it would be. You know, we always had a passion for sports in both our families, Jenny and I did. Um, but then being a teacher for a long time and a coach, so I started out as like as a basketball coach and a football coach. And then I played football and baseball in college and sports were just a big part of life, you know. So when the kids got older, it was kind of like, let's go out and let's hit wiffle balls in the front yard. Let's throw it. Let's shoot hoops. Let's throw the football around, whatever it might be. So it just kind of progressed from there. And I think part of being like coach, like you said, all those years and then especially when I became the varsity assistant at Papillion Vista High School for softball. Um, my girls started coming a lot and those girls on that team treated those kids like gold and they wanted to be just like those girls that were on those softball teams. And so um, that's been a blessing being there at Monarch High and being the varsity assistant for the softball program for the last 17 years. And so my kids have got to be around that and they just kind of fell in love with it because they're around those people that love the sport, love the game and show them a lot of love too. And when you think of the the many years that you've had at the Monarchs, you guys have had a lot of success. Players, coaches, teams, all together. There's so much going on. How were you able to lock into when your kids were there and be father kind of coach? And what was probably the hardest struggle during that time? Uh, the hardest struggle is probably you want to get after them a little bit more. The expectations are pretty high. Yeah. You know, and my oldest two, they would tell you that. And my third daughter probably as well. But you learn to, as you like, Coach Peterson's been terrific and the other coaches there. And they're kind of like, hey, it's time to let them do their thing. We got this, you know, those things. So you kind of back off a little bit and learn from that. I've made my mistakes as a dad coach, you know, in that realm because you you see so much more, you want to push them more. But I will tell you, it's been it's been a joy to to be around them, watch them grow, watch other coaches coach them, uh, get to be a part of that and help them along the way. It's just been, like I said, a blessing that being part of Monarch softball and the other programs at our high school. Well, and, and you said a big thing there of watching others coach your kids because everybody will go, well, it's, it's coach's kid. Yeah, it is. I coached my son. Don't get me wrong, but I never coached my son. He was a defensive lineman. I'd stick to DBs. Like I'd, I'd make sure I was there, but not there. 
obviously you went through with three daughters through the high school realms. You got one a senior now. You have your son coming up. How was it to be dad more than it was coach, but also have those moments where you get to do the one-on-ones, whether it's going to throw the ball? What what kind of was different between the girls and your son? You know, the girls, two of them, I coached their summer team, so I was with them all the time. And then the other one, she played, because there was obviously only one of me there. So, um, <laughs> you know, and Jenny, we, we were splitting duties and doing that, but um, she played for a lot of other people, and I got to coach her at the high school as well. But um, you know, it's been cool seeing other people coach them. It's been great to do the one-on-ones like, Hey dad, you want to go hit, you want to go play catch. You want to do those things. That's always been whenever they want to do it, we drop everything and we go, you know? So that's always been the thing. Cause it's just like, if they love it and they're interested. And I think being that kids having that interest is a huge thing instead of pushing it on them when they have that interest, we just kind of ran with it and they all did. So that's been a joy to go off and do that and throw a lot of batting practice, play a lot of catch and do those things with them or go shoot baskets or whatever it might be. Well, and you say shoot baskets, the multi-sport athlete part of it. What what do you feel that impacted your family? How did that obviously make it tighter to make it to everything, but also know that you knew that they were getting the competitiveness from each sport and finding their own way? What was that like? Well, I think any time a kid can be in more competitive situations, the more the better. Um, that's going to help them in what they, maybe they have a little more interest in another area. Maybe they like basketball, but they love baseball or they love softball or they love football. I think getting out there, being on the free throw line, game on the line, you got to, you got to show up during pressure. I think pressure situations are great for kids. So I think the multi-sport athlete, that's a big thing. Plus, obviously there's all the science of moving and doing different movements and being more athletic and things like that. But also the, the great thing about it's been is we've met so many great people. You know, sports are great. The achievements are great. The winning state championships, softball are great, but the people are the greatest thing. That's who you remember the most, right? I mean, everybody says that. Like, and in the moment, the kids don't realize it. They're thinking, okay, this trip to here, this trip to there. But then when they finally sit back and talk about it, they're like, yeah, it was, I was with my, my friends and we were doing this at the pool or we were doing this while we're on this trip. Going through some of your memories of the trips, what's some of the fondest things and places that you remember with your kids that that you cherish maybe even a little more than they do? Yeah, you know, um, obviously getting to be with the girls when we go out to Hastings and play them for state championships or state tournament. We've been so lucky in our program to make it 30 straight years. We're going for 31 this year, and we're trying to win championship 17. So those have been really cool moments going out there, even though, you know, we'd love to maybe be in Omaha or something where there's bigger crowd, but it's always been a good, good atmosphere and our kids getting to play and stuff like that. That's been huge. Um, going to Colorado with the girls and seeing them play against different levels of competition and just being able to also have that downtime to go, you know, go on a hike or go fishing in the mountains or do whatever they want to do or go to a game, a major league baseball game, things like that. Uh, recently I uh, got done in Colorado and ran up to Minnesota with Brett and he was up there with another debt baseball dad of a friend of ours, uh, Chris Schneider and Easton. And so we went from there, hung out a couple of days up there while he was playing. We took the boys to the Minnesota twins game and stuff like that. And just memories like that mean a lot more, you know, and just seeing the kids hang out together and getting to hang with the parents and, um, getting to know people, the great people that they are, and getting to see their kids grow too has been some of my fondest memories. Now, of course, being a coach where your goal is to try to make the impression on these kids the most memorable, whether it's your kid, someone else's kid. Not every experience is always that way for your kids. How do you sit back and just be dad in those moments? And how do you go, man, this has got to be different? 
I'd say, you know, that for every parent, I would say none of us coaches are perfect. I'm sure there's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty that would like to say stuff to Clint Holscher on the things he's done in the past, whether basketball, football, or whatever. Um, but you try your best. I think the biggest thing as a coach that I, we're always looking for is that, you know, if they, if they love our kids and they're working hard with them and doing that, we don't have any issue with that. Um, and that's been a great thing. We have, we have not ran into any like that. Every coach that my sons had or my daughters have had, they've been people passionate about the sport, but even more so they love kids. And that's been great to see them grow under those different people. You know, just like you had TJ in earlier, TJ has been a big influence on Brett. I know that. And he always keeps track of him and things like that. But you know, TJ loves kids and works them. And that's the kind of what we're looking for as coaches. So, a lot of times, you know, I'm around when they're hitting and playing in the field is great. When he, when Brett's pitching, I make my way clear down the other line, a little <laughs> yeah. more, a little more pacing around because the girls never pitched, but we've, they've had great coaches along the way in high school, select ball, all those things and people that still impact their lives. And that's what makes it really cool for us. Well, and of course, you know, your daughters go through the great tradition of the Monarchs. They see a lot of kids go what brought you guys to that school and what made you guys make that decision a long time ago that this is where I want my kids and this is where we're going to grow up? Because it's so easy in this day and age for people to find places elsewhere, whether it's one simple thing, maybe my kid didn't do this or, or this coach said this. And obviously you said the people helped that part with great that you were around, but people still try to chirp in the air and go, Hey, come on across the way. What, what made you guys go there and stick there? Well, you know, Monarch High is a special place to me and our family. And, um, I was two years into teaching when I got a job at Papillion La Vista high school and at Papillion junior high back at the time, there was no Papio South yet. Yeah. Um, and so I was coaching basketball as an assistant and then I'd helped with football at the junior high and then, you know, kids come along and then here we go. And, doing a lot of things. I was head boys basketball coach for a number of years there, like 99 to 2006 and just kind of became a place that became home. The people you work with, we have great administration. We've had great, I worked for all great administrators in the district from the time I started even through to now and just the people, you know, there at Monarch High and then the tradition. And then, like I said, my kids getting to be around other great kids, you know, uh, especially like my daughters, when you can be around Gina Mancuso and Gina Metzler every day. And those are great players, great kids. And they're a good influence on your daughters. And then even your son who's coming along as a, as a little guy at the time, <laughs> you know, but they, those people, you get to be around those kind of people um, just made it so worthwhile, so worthwhile. And then obviously you go down the line and kids have played with some great kids. Like, you know, my daughters have played with Courtney Wallace and Jordan Ball and those different people. But they're they're more importantly, they're they're great people, not just great. Beyond players. the game. Yeah. Beyond the game. And that was a luxury. We we got to talk with Jordy, but also I had a a a guy who runs a basketball um camp and all this stuff, and he runs a, a basketball place and he goes, Hey, I had her do pitching coach for this girl's birthday. She really wanted her to pitch, and I got a hold of her. He's like, I offered her money. He goes, I went to pay her and she ghosted me. He goes, she did everything. But when I went to pay her, she ghosted me. And when you have like that type of people that your kids are around and see that, yeah, the dollar's great, but it's about that experience that that little girl had that was more to Jordy than it was whatever the money was. She didn't even ask for it. She didn't want it. She knew that that impact, you see that coming back around. Does that, 
also make your kids the ones that are now out of high school want to come back to the area and give back. How does that feel to you guys, especially as a Monarchs coach, seeing your girls go on to big things, but also not afraid to come back home and give back. Right. Well, like I think you said with our softball program, especially we've seen kids come back and work camp, you know, my daughter Bubba, she's come back and work camp and Brooke Dumont and New Jerecki and obviously Jordy and so on. You can start naming down the line and even Taylor when she was playing would come in and some of those kids. So, that's always great to see that, but we see so many kids come back and want to help, want to be a part of this thing, want to come work camp. And so, and coach P's, he's the master of that. He stay, <laughs> he stays in touch with those kids and we get to too, but he's always, he's really on top of everything that they're doing and uh, keeps those relationships going. And that's, that's a big part of our program, the relationships. So those kids come back and they give back and the, the kids that come up, they know who those kids still are. They, they still know them and respect them and they want to learn from them too. And it's sometimes it's a lot nicer to learn from people closer to your age than a bunch of old guys. <laughs> the older guys, that, even know, though that they, are, that are hey, you know, it. they got there because we helped in the process. <laughs> well, they were great players. And that great, as well. Great kids. So they made us look pretty darn good a lot of times, too. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, just a great situation, a great family environment there. And when you think of, you said your connections, your all the people that you've met, and you think of the process of recruiting. And it comes to your 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 kids. You're a coach. You're also seeing other kids go through this process. How can you keep a straight line for your kids and also know that I still got these kids that might need the help here? What's kind of some similarities and what's some things that you might might have man, we could have done a little different. Well, you know, one of the things when you're a coach and you're helping with recruiting is you got to be very upfront and honest with those coaches. Otherwise, they're not coming back for the kids down the road. So we're very upfront and honest about kids' strengths, kids' weaknesses, what they would bring to their team and stuff like that, including my own children. Like I've had a couple of daughters that I've coached in the summer. And um, obviously, you have heads of organizations like Coach Peterson at our place and people like that 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 obviously give their uh, their recommendation, their influence on that to, to the coaches. But also be very upfront and honest with them. I'm not afraid to tell those coaches that, hey, my son or daughter needs to work on this probably if they ask me. I'm not going to go out, but if they say, hey, what do you think their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, we're going to be honest with that and where their work ethic is and things like that. So, And they're doing the same for every kid, for every kid. You know, I, we probably spend, I know I spend more time helping other kids than I do my own <laughs> in that department, you know, because you got – because. I'm coaching those kids. Well, they want it more, though, also yeah. than yeah. your own kids. Sometimes your own kids, no matter if we have the coach, and I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm telling you what a coach is looking at right now. You could do anything you want, but he's looking at this, and you still do that. Like, But if you'd say it to a kid who's not your kid, sometimes it gets through easier. How are you going through those challenges? Obviously, you only got one more senior on the softball yeah. side. so Being a sports parent is tough, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's never you easy to sit there and think about that. But it's amazing. Like I said, like they've had these great influences. So, like I said, in our softball program, there's we have numerous coaches that are great. that can help talk to those kids about those things they need to do. Right. Um, Brett, obviously playing for Coach McKay, but the high school has been a great influence there and in, in helping with the recruiting and things like that, obviously, um, and prospects, people and stuff like that. So yeah, sometimes there is moments where I don't even know if my own kids know I'll go to a coach if, if they're talking to me and said, hey, this, they might need to work at this or something. And you do what you want to do with them. But hey, if maybe you could put this bug in their ear because I've been trying this yeah. bug in their ear, you know, it's so it's so hard because you're you you're 
doing coaching, but you're also, man, I want my kid to succeed, but sometimes they don't get that. Obviously, you and Jenny have went a long way to where you are today. You're almost empty nesting. Yeah. What what is what is life thinking for the Holshers? You've been in sports for so long. Does it stop so you can enjoy the kids growing up after high school? What has that even been a talk for you two? Hasn't been a talk, but we're getting closer. I'm getting closer to retirement, obviously, uh, as a teacher. This is going to be year 30, so um, doing that. But um, we kind of talked about some things, but I'm sure coaching will be somewhere in there with somebody at some time helping out, uh, maybe teaching again when I do retire and do those things. But coaching and those things is important, are really important to me. They're a passion. Like I said, I love working with kids. I love coaching kids, trying to help them best I can to help them grow. Um, but I do think that too, it's, it's been, it'll be nice to just go like, it's been nice with the girls in college going to just some games and just being dad, you know, sitting yes. there watching them be successful. And, and it's, it's kind of cool. Cause sometimes it comes back around, you know, they got their coaches and their coaches tell them everything. They'll come and be like, Oh, you think, well, what does the coach think, you know, or first, you know, and then if they say, Hey dad, what do you think? And I might give them a tip once here and there, but usually it's, it's never anything like that. It's just positive because you love to see your kids play. You love to see them have fun with yes. great people. So that's, that's what I'm looking forward to is just, just there, go out of the house. I get to just go be dad and watch. And, and when you think of that, what, what was the very first thing? Obviously you said you played it in college, you played sports. What was the thing that turned you into wanting to do the coaching side? Obviously teaching, I know is a part of it, but I, I wasn't a teacher. I just love to be in teaching the game. What turned on your coaching status? And was there someone that you looked up to to go, man, that that's kind of what I, I want to do? Yeah, there were there were quite a few influences. Um, obviously, going on being a college football player, baseball player, baseball the whole time, football for a couple of years. But those coaches influenced But Coach Bovey um, was at my coach at Hastings College at the time. And he was really good. I enjoyed him and enjoyed the experiences he had. And so he had baseball camp. And I was thought I'd be a business major. Next thing you know, I'm out there doing baseball camp going, man, I really like this. You know, I like being around kids. So the good thing about being at a liberal arts school at that time is you could be able to take many other classes. So I took, uh, I think it was American education or education of America and get in there and pretty soon going, man, I really like that. Cause a lot of people I looked up to were like my old high school football and basketball coaches and stuff like that. And then seeing other great people in education, like Dr. Bob Bork, there was our AD at Hastings college at the time. And he just seeing how he worked with kids and education and all those people that helped influence it along the way there. Um, but those were the folks that kind of influenced me. And then, like I said, the baseball camp was kind of my first thing kind of caught my attention. And then, uh, at the time coach trader was the basketball coach at Hastings college had a legendary career there too. And, He'd be like, see me in the summer. He's like, hey, come work my basketball camp. So I come work basketball camp at nights and stuff like that and be around those guys. So you just see that passion for coaching and people and kids. And it's like, I really want to do that. I really want to do that and kind of kind of help that competitive fire. Because I was kind of like thinking, what am I going to do with this thing when I'm done? Yeah, you know? so, that, a lot of people never think beyond the game. Obviously, you knew you were getting the education, but you you really thought of what the game could give back to obviously yourself. What is it like for the wife through the whole time? I know I could say from experience, I was a football coach for eight years at a high school level. There was three months, maybe four months, where it was almost single mother. Not on purpose. It's just your schedule. Because we can't just stop working. It isn't like we just go coach. How do, how do, how do you reflect on that these past many years that you've been a coach? And how do you see that change in here in the for future? 
Yeah. Well, Jen's been, she's been the rock of our group of our family. She is, she's always been like, I got to go coach. She just lets, I just go, you know, it's like, I got to go to this, go to that. But, um, she's just always been terrific about that. And it's been, it's not always easy as you know, being a coach and having family and stuff like that, as far as that, when you're dedicated to those kids, but she was, she, I remember she would go to all the games. She would do be at different things all the time. Um, take, bring the tall, all the kids there, you know, but yeah, a lot of times at home, I remember when I was head basketball coach, there was, there was a lot of weekends where she was running the show, you know, and I'm off coaching basketball or whatever, but, um, but she's been terrific with that. And just always understood that this was kind of a passion of mine and that I love to do and I love working with kids. So, and she loves sports and loves kids too. So it's been a good fit. So there's been a saying that many have said, Oh, I can't believe we're almost done with the sports. Have you thought of that saying? Cause to me, it's not a saying I want to think of. Like I don't take my kid to practice and just go, Oh, I'm great. They're 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 there. It's not a babysitter. It's, it's an investment as a parent. It's, it's time knowing that, Hey, I'm going to show this is important, just as important for us. Have you thought of that saying that people say, man, you're cause some parents, they think we're so busy that we don't want to be busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, gosh, can't believe we're almost done with the sports. No, I, I want more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, a tough transition for myself. It really is. And, and Jen probably too, because we're, we're used to going to those things. We're used to being around our kids, seeing compete. Use like I said, get it's a blessing to be around great people like your family and the other families we've met along the road way, and all the sports the kids have played. So, when it's over, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult to just be like, hey, I'm done. I'm going to have to do something. It's, well, I mean, the good know. thing is you got a lot of kids through a program too. Like you have your own kids, but you have 17 years of kids, and they're hopefully future kids coming through. Have you had any of those so far in your experience to where there might have kids and you're like, man, these could be future monarchs or these could be. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I'm at that point in my career where I, I, one of our really good football players at Monarch High, he comes in one day and goes, you had both my mom and dad in English class you know, and he's <laughs> going to be a senior. So and he's a great kid. But um, yeah, just th those are like, like you said, it's, it's an extended family. It's an extended family and love those kids. And it's great to see that they're, some of them are starting their own families now and coming along and doing that and coaching them. So that's one way I look at it too, is I, it's like, man, I need to be out there with those kids. I, I love working with those kids. I love coaching those kids. I want to be there. So I'm I, coaching is not going to go very far away. I don't think wherever I'm at. Now you think of the time that you've had at the Monarchs, what is obviously you have a great staff around you to be a part of this. And, and it's probably not even a thing you think of, but what's the legacy that Clint Holscher has and will have left as a monarch teacher, coach, and someone that's an uh, an example of what it means to be a monarch through and through. You probably have had job offers. You probably had people talk to you. Hey, come out west. West looks good. Not talking Bellevue West or anywhere. Just anywhere but where you are. Those things have to fly. But when they see your dedication and what you're leaving there, I don't I don't know if it's that easy to come talk to you about it. Yeah. Well, there hasn't been many of those conversations, some here and there, maybe just tongue in cheek. But um, I, I just think the legacy I want to leave is I hope those kids know that I gave them my all, that I loved working with them, love seeing them grow as people. Um, that's the legacy I hope I leave. And it's and being, like I said, a varsity assistant to a, a, with a couple other varsity assistants and then our head coach, Todd Peterson, 
I hope people look back and go, you know, Clint was dedicated. He loved kids. He worked hard. Uh, he left a legacy of uh, you come to you come to work every day. You come to work every day and put your best foot forward no matter what. So I hope that's something that rubs off on kids because as we know, life can take its turns and all that for us. So, but if I, I'm really a believer, maybe it's maybe some people are not as much anymore, but I'm really a believer hard work pays off. And you just got to be pers- persistent, stick with it, and persevere. So and you never know what could come of it. That is for sure. So, of course, we'll get you out of here on this. You have your moments with your kids that you've experienced that not everybody gets his experience on the softball or even a baseball or even basketball court. What's the number one thing that you'll remember from each one of your kids so far to this date that you really, that was a moment you got to take in? Like, I, I could tell you mine to the T was a fourth down play where my son made a stop to win a game and he's running off the field and I get to pick him up. Like you just boom, it's in your mind. You won't ever forget. Right. You know, those, those moments of putting, being able to put gold medals around three of my daughters at state tournament. Those are huge moments with the hugs and moments like that, you know, with Brett, it's been, there's been moments like in baseball or football when he was growing up where he makes a good play or pitched a great game and comes up and you see the smile on his face. He's proud of what he's done and just being there and be able to pat him on the back and do those things. Those are, those are moments that never go away, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's emotional. It's one of those things that you look back on. It's just, it's just burned into your mind, I think as a parent and as yeah. a coach. And so it's something that uh, it's fun to hold on to and think about and, uh, that's those are the moments I'll miss the most, you know, and also being there when they're down, you know, and <laughs> yes. being there for to help them when, hey, you know, that sometimes not everything goes the way you want it to. And sometimes you got to work through adversity and teaching those things. Those are things that I'll miss as well. I think as a parent, the hardest thing to know that you want to teach is adversity, but with a lesson, not just adversity because of the situation. But where's the lesson after it? Well, once again, this is a Wired Access podcast, another Herd App production. I'm your host, DJ K-Dub Omaha. We have future Nebraska Cornhusker pitcher, Brett Holscher, who's currently a monarch, Papillion Vista monarch. And then we have his dad, Clint Holscher, who is a coach of the softball uh, Papillion Monarchs as well. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you next time. A Herd at Sports Network production.